Welcome to Checks and Balances. I'm Michael Vincent. This is James Blair. And this week we've got Luke Kemmies from Keep the Change podcast to talk about TDs. They're back in fashion. So should you get one? Ooh, so we've got Luke here with us this week, the people's accountant, kind of like the people's champion, Dwayne The Rock Johnson. <laughs> with the people's um, elbow. Yeah, 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 yeah. Similar, similar, yeah. similar guns. Yeah. Um, <laughs> just, just behind the back yeah. for those that are listening to the audio. Um, and then uh, co-founder, director of Next Advisory and the very popular Keep the Change podcast. So I know you're a busy man, so thank you very much for joining us this week. No problem. I'd usually be at church on a Sunday, boys, but uh, it's good to be here. <laughs> here we yeah, are. yeah. Funny fact, Mike tried to walk into a, into a church. His left foot that walked in first caught on, fi- caught on fire straight away, so he's not at church and I was, won't be going. I was born bad, James. <laughs> <laughs> born bad. Ain't that the truth? So TDs. TDs are back in fashion. What have we got? Things go in and out of fashion all the time. Frosted tips. Mike, what year were you ro- rocking frosted tips? Oh, uh, 2020. In- <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, we lived on the Gold Coast at the yeah, time, yeah, yeah, frosted yeah, tips. Yeah, frosted tips, mesh singlet and a nipple ring. Yeah, <laughs> I could just feel you like, can we please move on yeah, from this? Yeah. Um, for those wondering, the nipple ring is still there. Uh, <laughs> um, so frosted tips, mullets, flared jeans, and term deposits, they all come in and out of fashion. Don't worry, Mike, be patient. It will come back if, you, if you're patient enough. Um, term deposits, though, we've gone from, in 2008, term deposits were sitting at a cool 8%. What a return. Um, 2020, they're about, I think, Mike, about 1%, were they? Yeah, I think the, the, the special on the billboards from Heartland was we can get you 1.25 for 12 months. You know, that extra 0.25 of a percent on your money over Westpac, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Big and, returns. And now Heartland Bank, back in business, baby, 5.7% when you go past those billboards. <laughs> They're causing crashes left, right, and center. <laughs> They're a hazard to society. Um, so we're going to talk about, we're getting asked now, hey, should we be investing into term deposits? Yeah. Everything's going backwards. Guaranteed return. Sounds pretty good. Mm. But Luke, you've got your own experience with term deposits recently. So please tell us. I certainly do. I don't know <laughs> if I should be admitting this because I feel like this podcast could be that they're not fashionable, but... Uh, Last week, I was actually looking into this because I've got some cash sitting on the sidelines. For me, that's ammo that Mm. I'll use and deploy later on when I go back into the battle. And that could be maybe buying some property or maybe buying some shares, but I just don't know yet. And also, situational for me, I don't have any debt. So Mm. I'd probably uh, prefer to pay down my debt if I did have debt. Um, But my money's sitting there and it's not really earning me much in the savings account that it is, is in. So I started looking up term deposits and what those rates were. And then I realized I could get a pie fund, uh, which is a little bit different, but I could get a 4.7% rate over six months. So that'll tie my funds up for those six months. And so I went on to Westpac, the bank that I use, and it said I needed to ring up to apply. So I rang up and they said, now you need to come into a branch. And I said, right, I'll see what my nana wants to do if she wants to come out for an hour <laughs> and go to the bank with me. Yeah. Catch your New Zealand super check at yeah, the same yeah. time. <laughs> yeah. And that was too hard. So then I went to ANZ and theirs was an online application. So I moved money from Westpac to ANZ. It's a minimum 10,000, which I was surprised. I thought it might be a bit lower than Mm, that. But basically locked in my money for six months for a 4.7% return annualized. uh, And I'll get paid the interest each month, but I'll lose 28% to tax as well. So that's my TD slash pie fund uh, story. So Mike, I'm about to ask you a question, but the first thing I've just thought of 
you and I mortgage uh, repayments have doubled. Yeah. Luke's not carrying any debt. Why did we pay for breakfast this morning? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, the first, that's the first thing that came across my mind. Very um, good point. Second, you know, we try and make sure we don't give around too much jargon in this mm. podcast. Term deposits, can you quickly give us a breakdown? Yeah, cool. So a term deposit, uh, oh, actually, let me go step, take a step back. Um, how banks operate is they sit on a pile of funds and each different type of uh, funds that they sit on is measured differently by the reserve bank. Um, cash is measured at a cash rate. Term deposits are pretty much cash. Um, mortgages, all, all sorts of different um, money one, money two, money three if you're an economics person. Um, uh, the bank has to hold as a reserve. Now what they can do is they can lend out multiples of the cash that they have on reserve. So as banks need to lend more, they will need more cash reserves. So one of the ways that they do that or they fund that is by term deposits. So they say, go out to the market and they say, hey, if you give us your money for 12 months, we'll give you a 5% return. For six months, we'll give you a 4% return. If you lock it in for five years, we might give you a 6% return. So generally speaking, they're between six months and five years, and that gives the bank some certainty around how much cash they're going to have on hand and what they can lend out into the market. The reason that they lock them in, though, is because they need that certainty. So breaking a term deposit to get access to the cash isn't always really easy. So that's what you're giving up. Instead of on an on-call savings account, get the cash anytime you want. So the interest will be lower. You're giving up that freedom to access the cash. So your interest has got to be a little bit higher. You've got to be compensated for giving that access up. Yeah, it's a really good shout that some people think term deposits are accessible and if your money is fixed in, pretty much you sacrifice the return if you need to get access. So it's a very crappy place for an emergency fund. Yes, yeah, so there are certain circumstances, hardship being one of them and that sort of thing. But by the time you go down that route with a bank, if you've got a six months TD and you start a hardship application with a bank, you've probably got a month to go by the time you get it out. Yeah, And yeah. you lose your interest if you take it out early as well, right? So I wouldn't get paid my interest if I wanted that money back, yeah, most likely. Absolutely. And there's different ways that you can do things um, with TDs. So you can be, uh, let's say you've got a five-year term deposit locked in. You can get paid out uh, quarterly, sometimes monthly. Uh, you can have the interest capitalize onto the term deposit. So you're compounding your interest and these sorts of things. There are little bits of variations within the product apart from the time frame. But yes, you will look, generally speaking, you will lose that interest or it, all interest that's been accumulated up to the point where you break. Yep. And a really good option for some investors, which we'll talk about in a second. But I just want to come back to when interest rates were at 1% because it does lead to what's happened over the past couple of years. So in 2020, so once again, yeah, don't like to talk about it anymore, but the pandemic, mm. a lot of uncertainty going forward, interest rates um, you know, fell off a cliff really low. Conservative investors went, I don't want a 1% return, Mike. That's just like... That's not the life I want to live. It's not going to keep me in the lifestyle I'm accustomed to. Yeah. Um, so they went looking for returns, which is a very dangerous game to play. And just since Mike's just given the definition of term deposits, one really important thing, which um, not everybody's aware of, these property developer funds that are guaranteeing a 10% return, that is not a term deposit. Um, just got to be, I mean, there's no free lunches, but those people in 2020 went and looked for returns. So they went into buying property as Kiwis do, investing into the share market, mm. our crypto bros out there looking for returns. Um, it worked out for a while, but then it felt, you know, last year happened, everything went backwards 20 odd percent. Yeah. And 
those people who probably should have never been the term um, in an investment to start with because they were too conservative yeah. have lost quite a bit of money. And now they're thinking, should I solidify my losses and go back yeah. into term deposits? And when you are chasing those things, it's really important, like James said, with the, um, some of the investor, fu um, investor funds from the property developers, you're talking about the perceived risk of an investment versus the actual risk of an investment. Yeah. Um, so then it comes down to, well, should I invest into term deposits or should I be investing into some other kind of asset? The first thing we spoke about, Luke, you alluded to it as well, is what is my goals for this money? When do I want to use it? So we've got a very simple rule when people come to us, three years. So if you have less than a three-year time frame to invest, we will tell you to head to cash. And why do we tell you to head to cash? Because I cannot guarantee the outcome in less than a three-year period of time. And even three years is quite, quite tricky. So firstly, if you want to buy a house, buy a car, um, do set up a business, do whatever, go to go to cash. Um, if you've got a longer time period, we're going to talk about different investments in a second. But question for you, Luke, is in, I spoke before interest rates go up and down. Why, why do they go up and down? Why don't they just stay at the same level? Well, that'd be nice, wouldn't it? Well, at the moment, obviously, we've got higher inflation that everyone will be feeling because the cost of everything we go and buy seems to be going up in price. So, that's where we start to see inflation come in. And so the interest rates are, are rising to try and combat the disposable income we have to decrease it by increasing interest rates that people are paying on their mortgages, hoping people will then spend less, uh, which will in turn mean that inflation will hopefully come down. But that is obviously taking some time. But for those people who have money, they have some form of advantage because they can then go and invest their spare money and get a higher return. But sometimes they miss the fact that they're still getting burnt by inflation. Mm, yeah. So, Mike, we talk about real returns quite often. Can you break down? So, if I'm making 5.7%, mm. is that what I'm getting in the hand? Yeah. So, we talk about gross return versus real return, right? And, and TDs are a really good example of that because you see the headline return, you know it's locked in, you know, and you think, perfect, no risk here, free lunch. So, your real return is what you've got to focus on. And generally speaking, that is your uh, gross return minus uh, taxes, minus inflation, and minus any fees off it as well. And yep, there's not many transaction fees or fees with a term deposit, but for other investments, there will be. Yep. So if you're thinking after tax fees, and I mean, there's no fees with a term deposit, but tax and inflation, um, and, you're, and you're going, well, what do I actually get in my hand that I can go buy more stuff with in the future? Um, term deposits very depressingly, and people struggle to get their heads around this, the only investment that's guaranteed to go backwards yep. over the long term. Yeah, and that's because the bank can't put a 10% return on this uh, because they will be losing money on both sides of the equation. Banks like losing money? They're... They actually hate record profits. It's a really funny thing. Yeah, it's very yeah. counterintuitive. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, so if you're going backwards over the long term, it's fine if you've got short-term goals, but if you are a long-term investor... It's so hard, and we see this all the time, to outsave poor investment decisions. Mm. So be efficient. Think about how you can deploy your capital um, to get it working for you. Just to talk about a little bit, the S&P 500, the top 500 companies in the US. So over the past 50 years, 40 of the 50 years, it's gone forward. It's very easy to forget that after having a bad year. Mm. People really start to think about all the, all the bad times. 18 of the 50 years has been more than a 20% return. Only three of the 50 years, it's been more than a 20% loss. And the average return is about 10.99%. So 
When you are investing in a diversified manner, same goes, Mike, for property. What has property done over the long term? Uh, Last 20 years in Auckland, I can give you for a house is something like 500%. (laughs) (laughs) An apartment's like 150% return or something. Can we get some disclaimers under there, (laughs) Ravi? (laughs) Not actually research numbers. Um, But if you... If you have a long enough period of time, you really need to be thinking about how you're deploying your capital. Term deposits at 5.7%, they are a honey trap. You've got to be careful, making sure it's the right thing for you. Uh, Thank you very much for joining us. Watch those term deposits. Make sure you're thinking long-term, not short-term. If you've got short-term goals, right place to be. Please give us a review, subscribe. Luke, thanks for joining us, and we'll catch you next week. Cheers.